It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the place that has no boundaries, no windows where the light of day might shine through. The only light here is that of a single, solitary candle, and perhaps the illumination of the mind. If you are fascinated by the world of strange, or perhaps like to gather in those dimly lit corners and converse with those individuals who may not walk to the beat of this world's drum, then step across the threshold that leads to the room under the stairs. Welcome. Hello, everybody. This is Stan Wangland, and I'm joined by my guest host, Paul James Caden. Peace. Peace is right, <laughs> and we are the people under the stairs. So uh, I'm very pleased that you've decided to join us today, uh, this afternoon, this evening, the middle of the night, whenever you're watching the show. And by popular demand, uh, this week and, and coming weeks, we'll be trying to do at least two shows per week, like we uh, have done this past week. But um, today, we have, um, uh, I think we have a pretty serious show for you. It has nothing to do with the paranormal, uh, but it has to do with what seems to be the norm mm -hmm. in our country and across the world right now, which uh, seems very strange. Uh, when we start to examine it and its impact. And what it has to do with is political correctness, freedom of speech, and what seems to be um, uh, an arbitrary, or uh, I think the best word for me is a, capric a capricious or whimsical kind of censorship mm -hmm. that uh, is going on whether it be on Facebook or in college campuses uh, or on, uh, you know, mainstream, uh, mainstream media, non-mainstream media, whatever, uh, th there seems to be um, a real effort to manipulate uh, what we think or and manipulate what other people are allowed to say when they're not breaking the law. And, and let me jump in and ask you this before we uh, 
leap into this topic because it is an important one. Why do you think this is happening? There are so many theories out there that the religious people will say, well, it's the end of days. This was, you know, written in the Bible. You have people that say, well, it's part of the uh, the Marxist agenda as we try to make mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. country or, you know, the world more global and, and, and toward that uh, kind of Marxist way of living. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a whole host of ideas of why the lid is being put on people, you know, the, the censorship with every little thing that they say. Why do you think this is happening? See, for me, I, I, I'm convinced it's a cultural shift. Uh, and w- when you have a cultural shift, uh, everybody is raised from the time you're a baby. I've taught this and, and my daughter was an anthropologist and she would teach this. It's called enculturation, folks, or acculturation. It means when you're born as a child, uh, as a little baby, um, look at the color room. Little boys get blue rooms years ago. Little girls would get pink rooms. There's things like gender identification. There's things like uh, identification with things about your country, what boys do, what girls do, how you should behave, what kind of jobs you should have. You know, if you, you should you be tough and buck it up like the ancient Spartans. Uh, you know, 2,000 years ago, or if you were out west, you'd have to be a hard man and everything was solved with a gun. And, and I'm being serious with you now. That was a culture. Uh, now we have a culture that's developed uh, based on the technological changes, Paul, that we've been talking about with artificial intelligence, with uh, the global media, uh, with Facebooks and Twitters and things like this, with an information exchange that's never been available before. So therefore, I can sit here with you and on my Twitter account or my Facebook account or in a podcast or in some other kind of method, I can start messaging to millions of people. I can I can see any kind of information from anybody on anything. And what that shift has done is we start getting um, there there starts to be cultural changes and and, uh, cultural expectations. And one of them is this attack mode where nobody can be upset, Mm -hmm. where everybody uh, is offended by something, Uh, where normal things that people say and do that might be unpleasant, uh, people feel that these things have to cause great anxiety in them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they f- they find them as a personal attack, and they find them almost unbearable, and they don't seem to understand that uh, that I'm not responsible for how you feel. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for how you feel, and, and not in every case. There's exceptions to that. And now, if I burn a cross on your lawn, or right. paint a SWAT sticker on your house. Or, um, you know, uh, say that, you know, get out of my country, uh, you know, some uh, terrible thing directed to a Muslim or a Jewish person or whatever. Yeah, that could be, you know, something directly hurtful to you. But the vast majority of things, uh, they're just your belief that this is harmful to you. And people take are taking this now to a panic level. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mean to go long-winded, but it doesn't have a simple um, it doesn't have a simple answer. But it is simple. And then you have this cultural shift, which means a shift in thinking, a shift in the way we see things, and that becomes your expectation. Mm-hmm. That becomes your belief system. 
And, you know, one of the things that I've been practicing a lot lately, you know, just besides common sense and some things with psychology or spirituality, is I've been very intrigued with stoicism. Mm. And one of the things that it tells you with that is that it's not the event that is really should upset you. I mean, you just have to choose how you're going to handle that, whether you're going to ignore it, deal with it, block it, whatever. What, people, what gets people upset is their belief mm-hmm. about that event. This is unfair. I, I shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't be subjecting me to a different opinion. You shouldn't be talking about socialism. You shouldn't be talking about make America great again. You should not be talking about uh, white nationalism. You should not be talking about um, the rights of, of, uh, of Muslims in, uh, in the Middle East uh, or Palestinians. Maybe they're being abused by the Israelis. You get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't do that. That's the belief. So once you have this belief, there's no way that I could sit down there with you and put any kind of thought out there that is contrary to what you believe. And I think it's detrimental to critical thinking or balanced thinking because absolutely, if my opinion is my opinion, what if my opinion is wrong? What if there's more information? What if there's more data that could change my perspective on something, but I just completely shut it out? No, these are my thoughts. These are my beliefs. I don't care what you say. I don't care what the research has to say it's just what's in my head that's what matters i think that's very dangerous and you know i i think it's uh, partly responsible too for the dumbing down of people as oh, they yes. say, because oh, yes. they won't look outside of that box at all at any uh, other information to try to get a different uh, you know perspective on on any subject at all you know, I teach critical thinking in, uh, you know, in college. And uh, most of the teachers that I work with, of course, use critical thinking as a model. And the first thing we tell students with critical thinking is, you know, when you take a position, what's the supporting data that makes that so? And that doesn't mean just because you come up with supporting data that data is correct. The other thing that we remind people is that in critical thinking, you're going to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, if, you're, if, you, if you say that, uh, you know, you, you take a position on abortion or something, uh, uh, that, uh, you know, on religion or some other controversial topic, and those are your strong belief systems, when we discuss this and I bring up other information, that's challenging perhaps to your thinking. Mm-hmm. And that is meant to make you feel uncomfortable. Critical thinking doesn't also ask you to throw out conventional wisdom. Mm-hmm. Things that are common sense, things that you can observe and I can absorb, observe and you just throw out something, you know, it, it doesn't do any of those things. But it is going to raise a level of uncomfortability with people. And this is why I was just trying to say before, in our culture, we seem to think that nobody can feel uncomfortable, even if it's very uncomfortable. And that's wrong. That's why everybody gets a trophy. When they haven't done anything, mm-hmm. because you know, uh, on a team other than just participate, they, they don't get a participation, um, uh, a little piece of paper or a ribbon or something. They get a big trophy. You know, you want here's your trophy. Trophy for what? Yeah. But I, I, I wonder also why, why some people 
or cultures get a pass or, or schools of thought get a pass where others don't. Where, what, what, what cultures are? Or, where I was just seeing mm-hmm. uh, today I, I, I ran across uh, an article on the Internet and they were talking about someone who posted a quote from uh, Mother Teresa on Twitter. Did you hear about this? No. And, it was, you know, the person was pro-life and they posted a, a quote, a picture and a quote from Absolutely. Mother Teresa that, uh, you know, abortion was um, uh, against the woman. It was not good for the woman. It was against, you know, and the uh, the post came under a lot of attack and it was taken down and the, the person was booted off of Twitter. So we, we can have, when I say certain people, certain cultures or ideologies, we see things like Mother Teresa or, you know, if, if someone who is a Christian puts something uh, with their opinion, with a Bible quote or a quote from Jesus or the Pope or whoever, it comes under a lot of attack. And, and, and usually right. the, these people are, you know, booted, you know, censored, they lose their accounts. But then we have in the UK... Which I would imagine, I, I always say, you know, when it's happening uh, in, in the UK, over in Europe, uh, watch closely because it's only a matter of time before it trickles down to us here in, mm-hmm. in the US. And they have laws now. If you and I were doing this podcast and we put this out on any social media, we we shared it on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, and we were just happened to say, well, you know, we don't agree with these certain tenets of Islam or we don't think right. uh, Sharia law should right. be like the law of the land. We would lose our channel. We would we would lose, uh, be booted from social media and we would actually be arrested. You know, right. so how, who comes up with the ideas of who's going to be, you know, shoved off the precipice here and who's going to be coddled you know I, don't speak against that group that's a that's a great example and you know i hope you guys are in, in uh in the in the audience are enjoying this and thinking about this very very carefully i think it was Har- horace greeley was the guy you know who was famous for saying go west young man mm-hmm. but i think he was the also also the guy who said um you know he disagreed 100 percent with what this one guy said but he would um but he would give his life to defend his right to say it I think it was Horace Greeley. Uh, it may have been another one of the founding fathers, so forgive me, but you get the idea. I think these things that Paul is describing, and uh, I know I'll speak for Paul on this one. We'd be interested to hear from you on this, what you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're culturally determined. If we were back in 1950 uh, with the McCarthy era, the big boogaboo was that uh, you had to be saying, uh, uh, God bless America, I pledge allegiance to the flag, and I'm not a communist. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'd never work again. Uh, and people were blacklisted. Mm-hmm. This is just a, a flip side of the same thing. Uh, it's just the culture just shifting uh, to the other side. Uh, you know, it's like the pendulum swinging from the right to the left or the left to the right. And probably where it needs to be is, uh, you know, in the middle. And it needs to follow the law of the land. Now, I was reading something the other day, and I think it ties into Paul's uh, point. And I hope I'm not hijacking the show with this. I've thought a lot about this. I'm going to censor Stan right You now. can censor oh. me. <laughs> I am anything but a. Uh, I am anything but a white nationalist. I. Uh, uh, I. Uh, that. 
there's no way, shape or form. Uh, I, I'm a Democrat. I'm a liberal, uh, you know, in, in some areas. I'm conservative in others. I, I like to consider myself a free thinker, but I'm certainly not into white nationalism or anything else. However, and this is and I want to be crystal clear on this. And I think I'm being very courageous in saying this and very honest with you. Um, I think there was a Canadian broadcaster, Faith Goody, I think is her name. I watched this controversial thing where she was booted off the air. Uh, yeah, she seems to be a person who is, um, you know, into, um, you know, nationalistic. I don't know if it's white nationalism, but into that kind of a model. She's not I, this. The thing that I saw her booted off the air wasn't anything where she was uh, a proponent of hurting anybody or doing any, anything else. She was basically saying that white cultures or the native cultures of many countries in Europe and our country were being overloaded with people coming from other cultures and they were of color. I'm not splitting hairs here. There's there's a, a racist or an ethnic kind of a, of a thing there. But I don't think it would have made a difference if they were white and came from Czechoslovakia. The, the, the real thing with her is it was um, they were different cultures overwhelming our culture. Mm-hmm. And that happens. And, you know, our country has always had immigration laws for that so that we don't get swamped with that uh, because you don't want a cultural shift that fast. Do I think uh, that she has a very heavy uh, right wing, ultra nationalistic uh, point of view? Yes. Do I think she should have been thrown off the air? What in heaven's name for? It would be no different than if there was a fellow... Uh, I, I knew many people from the Mideast when I when I lived with my ex-wife in Georgia. Her, her father had worked for the Saudi, Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabian government. And I met people from Saudi Arabia. I met people from Egypt, people from uh, Jordan, all over. They had a – what a different point of view they would have than you and I. But those people had legitimate grievances against – uh, the Israeli uh, occupation, as the Israeli people have legitimate grievances against other people in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. My point being, neither one of those groups should be thrown off the air. They shouldn't have their voice thrown off. Uh, this Faith Goody, I think was her name. There's no reason she couldn't come on a college campus and, and, and give her point of view. For Christ's sakes, I saw G. Gordon Liddy who was the guy involved in Watergate at St. John's University in 1972. Nobody threw him off the stage. Mm-hmm. People em- embraced the fact that, that he could come there and, and, and be there. Now, here's the point that I took the long way around the barn. In our Constitution, and just in general, people are supposed to have the freedom to do certain things and the freedom from certain things. That's the legal basis of our laws. You have the freedom to do certain things, like freedom to speak your mind, and then you have the freedom from certain things, like you have the freedom from harm or the freedom from the government occupying your house, uh, you know, uh, like it says in the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, whichever one that is. Uh, So... There's a balance between those two things. When somebody is a white nationalist or a black nationalist or a communist or a socialist or a, uh, or whatever their opinion is, if they're not advocating a, a specific thing of violence against you or something else, my point of view is 
they have every right to say whatever they want to say. Mm -hmm. And you let the light of day sanitize those thoughts. It's up to you. If if you want, if you think that a, a white nationalist is making sense, well, I don't have the right to change you for that. But if a white nationalist group is out there saying, hey, look, we have to overthrow the black people or kill all the Jews, you know, that's a whole different thing. Now, that that gets into that hate model because you're threatening other people and other people have freedom from that. But when people aren't doing that, we don't have a right to censor them for political correctness because in our minds, they make us feel uncomfortable. That's ridiculous. And that's unfair. It's not their responsibility. They have a responsibility to be honest and true to themselves and say whatever they need to say. And you have an opportunity to turn them off or call the sponsor. And I, and I think this is a great point to make in this podcast that, that brought, brought this thought to me in this conversation. When you say the uh, the pendulum should be in the middle, you know, people should have a right to say what they want to say, be who they want to be. Mm-hmm. My question is, and, and I think this is a good point, was the pendulum ever really in the middle? Because when it comes to mankind, we're mostly always, my opinion, my way of doing things, my way of thinking, absolutely dominates to the absolutely. detriment. Of every, you know, we look back to what we said were the good old days, and you did a podcast on this on just thinking were the good old days really so good? No, you know, we could look back. To, <laughs> we could look back to the fifties, the sixties, the you know, all that time. Oh, America was so great. You know, there wasn't all this nonsense. But be a black person in a white neighborhood, be a Wiccan. No matter what color you are in any middle class American Christian neighborhood, see what happens. <laughs> you know? Yeah, be gay. <laughs> yeah, be yeah. gay. I worked in hospitals where people were hospitalized for being gay. Yep. So you can kind of see why the cultural shift is happening to try to get away from those uh, those ways of being. You know, oppression one way is the only way, but we're falling right into the ditch on the other side of the road where. You know, forget the old way, forget white, forget Christianity, forget, you know, now let's run into the other side of the road with censorship, with with Islam, with whatever it may be. And I'm not saying Islam is bad. You know, Sharia law, I, I studied Islam and it's it's actually quite different than we see these uh, supposed to be than what these uh, pseudo political uh, religious groups or the fanatics push. And that's always the problem. You know, you always have the fanatics, whether they're Christians, whether they're Muslims, whether they're whoever. And these people very seldom teach or live what the founders of the religion meant it to be. And it it just becomes just like politics, dominate, dominate, dominate. And the, the pendulum's never in the middle. So instead of censoring the hell out of one another and, oh, you can't say this or don't mention that, don't mention Jesus, don't mention Mother Teresa, whatever the case may be, keep it in the middle. Get, get back to the core truth of what it's what it really teaches, you know, and all these fundamentalists, you know, any young people out there or millennials listening, you know, all pissed off at the uh, the Christians all the time. These halfwits running around, the gays are bad. They're going to burn in hell. Well, these people are bad. They're going. They're the fundamentalists. They're 
they're the counterpart to the Muslim fundamentalists who are blowing everybody up. Absolutely. Now the Christian fundamentalists used to go out and put people to the sword and torture them and chop their heads off and burn them at the stake. They got past that, but man, the crap they run at the mouth with judging people all the time. This is fundamentalism, and it's 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 a very it's a very dominating black and white. Uh, you can't be different than I am. You can't you can't think outside of these very narrow parameters that I draw up for you, and that's the big problem. And, oh, I'm sorry. And, and and again, that's that's why we're going from a ditch on one side of the road to the ditch on the other side. So the the censorship it's 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 not going to help, you know, because eventually the the pendulum's going to swing right back from that other ditch right over to the other one. Is there's always this cultural tug of war. It has to be in the middle. Everybody's always saying equality, equality, everybody equal. Everybody has their say, freedom of speech, freedom to be who you want to be, whether it's, you know, man, woman, transgender, Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, whatever the case may be, then let it be that way. But don't be slapping the duct tape over everybody's mouth and wanting to throw people in jail when they don't agree with the new paradigm that we're, that we're trying to establish in our cultures. That's... That's that's two wrongs trying to make a right, and it's never going to work. I used to teach management, uh, organizational theory. As a matter of fact, I was uh, offered the role of the total quality management uh, director. Oh, oh, and that goes for politics as well. This is across the board. Of oh, absolutely. Not, not just spirituality and religion, but everything. But no. Take it away. No, I was going to say that uh, many years ago, uh, I was uh, offered the uh, uh, role, a very big role. IBM used it, Wang Industries, everything. was It was the, the, the uh, rage in the 80s and 90s, total quality management, continuous improvement. Uh, it's when the world was a much different place uh, than it is right now. But uh, one of the core tenets of this uh, management theory you know, which has to do with an organization. I want you to think of what the, what the word organization means. It's very similar to, the, to organism. The goal of the organization is always to survive. Uh, your government, or my government, the world, the global order, that's an organization of sorts. Mm-hmm. And its goal is to survive. Its goal isn't to make you happy or sad or anything else like that. Its goal is to use you and to use me and to make us tools of maintaining the organization, Mm -hmm. the global order, the world order, the order of the United States. This isn't conspiracy theories, folks. This is just the way that things happen, just like in your own house or your own home and your own family, if there's any order. Uh, what happens in, in times where things change, when the technology changes, when the, the climate changes, the tone changes, the populations change, when you have big changing things, it creates a lot of instability. And unless you have an environment that stresses intelligence and moral development and values clarification, like wh- how do we feel about this? Well, you know, what are our values about this? And take that seriously. What you get, folks, is what we have now is what you get is greed. What you get is people who are dishonest for the most part. Uh, people are self-centered in many ways. Uh, the, the people that we put in power don't really serve us. They serve their own needs and pretend to serve our needs. And what we're in right now is a period of very, very severe tribalism. 
And that tribalism creates all of these scenarios that we're seeing. Scenarios meaning all these situations. Uh, you, you know, th- this this new thing with religion, for example. I'm not I'm not Billy Graham. I'm not here to convert you to Christianity or to become a religious person or not. I, but if you believe in God, if you uh, if you're a person who uh, religion is an important part of your life, may may I be honest with you? You're not a Neanderthal. Uh, you know, my, I know what my intellectual level is, and it's in the top one percent. I was identified, so I, I know many people who are, you know, highly intelligent people, scientists. Well, I'm not delusional. I'm not whatever, and I'm not saying that you are if you're not religious. But this is a new meme. This is a new thrust. Uh, secularism, where you know, you know, where if you, if, if you have any hint of religion. That you're the bad guy. There's something mentally deficient with you. you. You're intellectually deficient. And that really pisses people off. As Paul mentioned very well, when we look at the situation of censorship and political correctness, then you get this massive overreaction by the religious right. Uh, you know, because they're in their minds, let's be fair to them for a second. They're fighting for their lives. They're fighting for their very lives. Then you get the people who are secularists that have nothing to do with religion. They're saying, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, no pun intended. If these right wing, uh, uh, you know, evangelist uh, people get control, I'll never be able to have certain health things taken care of. I won't be able to have abortions. I won't be able to do this. I won't be able. They have a different set of values. Get it? That's why we're supposed to be a nation of laws. The freedom to do certain things and the freedom from certain things. And the people who make those decisions about the to's and from's, ultimately, those are the courts, those are the lawyers, those are the, you know, when we pass, you know, different legislation on things. It changes. We don't have the same legislation today in the 21st century that we had in the 19th century. So when we start using just bullying tactics and try and bully people, uh, you know, in, into, uh, you know, shut up. You can't be on this college campus. We're going to boycott you. You're going to knock you off of Facebook. We're going to do this or that. When you're not breaking the law, I'm going to repeat it again. Not only is it wrong, it's the sign of a society that's very ignorant. Mm-hmm. And ignorant isn't stupid. Ignorant is ignorant, is unaware. I know many, many highly intellectual people who are ignorant. Very true. And as uh, they say, book smart, but when it comes to common sense and, and putting, uh, you know, a decent logical thought together, they're lost, man. They, they, they just can't do it. And, and let's take it from the flip side. Uh, let's take it from the other side, from some of you who sit and disdain education and sit and say, hey, what's history? That, that's not important. That's already over and done with. I don't need to know that. I actually had a person say to me, the other day, they said, what the, what the hell is that geometry good for? That's not good for anything. Really? Well, I'd hate for you to be a plumber. I would hate for you to be a carpenter. I would hate for you to try and figure out things or the very fact that geometry helps your reasoning abilities, uh, you know, but uh, it's, it's on both sides and... When we do these things, when we become politically correct, when we use censorship, when we stop other people from having freedom of speech and freedom of ideas, we're not hurting them. We're hurting ourselves. We're hurting everybody. 
you know we, we make our own selves the child locked in an attic who never so seen sees the world you know we're, we're all you know is the four little walls we we put we put around our brain and um I wanted to go back to something Stan said, you know, that we're not here to convert anybody, which is true. But if you love Jesus, you send your financial <laughs> donation to people under the stairs, That's P.O. A- Box 666. <laughs> That's true. Oh, boy. It's uh, I, I hope we haven't been, uh, particularly myself, I hope I haven't been too much on a soapbox uh, with you guys. But, you know, there's about three or four different shows that I'd like us to spin off on this one particular show. And it, to me, it started with artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a logical uh, one. You know, I saw shocking statistics the other day, and I was actually at a meeting at the college that I teach at. I, there, there's so much shocking information about the dumbing down of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know that 70% of college students, folks, just before we end up in a couple of minutes, don't get a four-year degree when they go to college? And I'm not saying you have to have a, a, a four-year degree, but, you know, you want technical things. But the people are the, – the idea is to train you to serve the man, <laughs> whoever the man is. I mean, really, it, it is. It's like working in a technological, high-tech coal mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be around to see it all, man. I'm, I'm 69 years old. There's only so far I can live, and, and, and hopefully I'll make it to 70. You know, or 75, uh, you know, but you guys, if you're young, you're going to be out there and dealing with this stuff. And man, oh, man, what's going to happen when somebody has information that you need to know? And I'm going to be an old geezer in a wheelchair, so I'm I'm going to need some people out there to help me out. Right. (laughs) When the Rotten Tomatoes hit the fan. Yeah, no, you hear what I'm saying on this one, though? This is is not like conspiracy theory, folks. This is how how society, this is how culture, this is how the global world order works. Mentioned this before. Nestle's, you know, Nestle's is the very best, you know, that commercial, Mm. chocolate. They're buying up all the water rights in the world, folks. Come on. Yeah, there, there's some uh, <laughs> some states out there that where the, the representatives from Nestle actually had the the uh, the local laws. It's it's against the law to collect rainwater in a barrel. Yeah, I saw that. That is insane. Man. That is insane, man. So what's the point? At least for me, and I'm going to let Paul wrap up for himself. I, I, I think we've reached the, the limit of our time with this. Maybe we should have a, a second part to the show, but I, some spinoff topics on this, to be sure. At least in my opinion. But uh, hey, man, be, let's let's be real careful by stopping that uh, black nationalist. Let's be real careful from stopping that white nationalist. Let's be real careful from stopping that uh, socialist, uh, that uh, person who's all for the USA all the way, make America great again, whoever it is. Hey, anybody, let's, uh, you know, let's be really careful not to stop our fellow brothers and sisters and uh, fellow citizens from exercising their right to tell us what they need to tell us. You know, it's like the Art of Listening show that I did on Just Thinking. If you sit down and just were quiet and and listened to what they had to say on any side of the issue, you'd probably find something valid there. Mm-hmm. You'd probably find some validity. And if if people did that, if you made sure you really understood what the other person was saying, uh, we might be able to solve some problems and, and meet some of the middle ground on a lot of these issues and not have all the gridlock and bullshit that we have today. And that's my 10 cents today. 
on this one. Yeah, mine is keep keep uh, keep the pendulum in the middle. You know, if if you're if you're a Republican, you don't want uh, you know the far left Democrats dictating how you want to live. If you're a far left Democrat, you don't want the Republicans telling you how to live. If you're um, into democracy, you don't want socialists or communists telling you. You know, everybody's trying to tell everybody else how to live politically, nationally, religiously, and we just need to stop that. Learn from one another, and keep the pendulum in the middle. You know, swinging to the one ditch to the other, it's it's never going to work. Never has, and and it never will. There'll be a generation, how many years from now, who will buck against what everybody else, what everybody's laying down now to be the social norm. So. Let's try to teach them to keep it in the middle and be be tolerant. And I think this uh, was a good conversation. It turned out different than I thought it would, uh, but I thought it was a good uh, a good conversation to have to touch on these things. I'm I'm glad. And remember that the only thing that you can control is your own behavior. Mm-hmm. And even that sometimes you can't. So you know, let other people act the way. If you, if you just just spin off with Paul, if you don't like something, vote a person out. You don't like something that the school board's doing, go to the meeting and say what you have to say or, or do what you have to do to the best of your ability. And with that, if you have anything to tell me, uh, you can get me at Stan Wangland. That's S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com. And I really thank you for listening to these opinions and being patient. Uh, whatever your opinion is, and w- again, whatever your opinion is, I promise you I'll respect it. And you can reach me at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com, and I won't respect it. No, I won't. No. <laughs> We're always open to uh, talk to people, like we said, to have, have guests come on and talk about different things. So uh, hit us up if you have a question, comment, or want to be a guest. Yeah. And with that, we'll take, take us out, Stan. Uh, we'll take you out and say peace and love to everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next time. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us.